Hey everybody, this is Jarrell Krillich, Frisco Fit City Ambassador, welcoming you to this edition of the Get Moving Minute. This is a really special recording because I am recording it for my clients who are wanting to participate in a virtual pantry makeover. So before we get started, I want you to make sure that you have the PDFs that I sent you handy so that you can refer to them during the pantry true makeover. And if you're joining this via the podcast and you're interested in getting those materials, you can email me or contact me through the website at info at friscofitcity.com. So we want to make sure we have the PDFs handy as well as the smart shopping list and any traffic light eating stickers. We also want to make sure you have the nutrition facts label handy the food additives to avoid handout handy. There's also a healthy substitution handout. And in some cases, depending on where you're located, I may have also provided you with a brand recommendations handout. So today I'm gonna give a very quick traffic light eating overview, and then I'm gonna talk a little bit about label reading. Next, we're going to use our traffic light eating knowledge and label reading information to examine some of the items in your own pantry a little more closely. And then we're gonna wrap up this pantry makeover by getting started with your own personal shopping list. So what is traffic light eating? Traffic light eating really is a simple way to categorize our foods based on the quality of food, all right? So we're really focusing on the quality of our food, not necessarily the calories of our food. So just like when we're driving a car and the traffic light tells us what to do, green light foods are our go foods. You know, all of the foods that fall in the green light category give you energy. You can eat as much of these as you want and these include all of the fiber-rich foods, all fruits and all vegetables. All right, so we think about green light foods. We think of them as go foods. We think of them as foods that we want to eat more of. We want to eat a wide variety of them. We want to eat them every single day. All fruits and vegetables are green light foods. These are foods that are, not, that are grown in the ground. Right? They're not manufactured. They're naturally low in calories, but they're very, very high in nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and fiber, which our body needs to perform at an optimal level and which our bodies need to be healthy. They're also naturally colorful, and they usually can be eaten raw and or cooked. So let's move on to yellow light foods. Just like a traffic light, yellow tells us to slow down just a little bit. These foods are fine to eat every day, but not too much. You know, yellow light foods are healthy foods, foods that we need and want in our daily diet, but we need to pay attention to them. They have a little more calories than green light foods, and they usually have more fat and, and, and sometimes sugar but they are a necessary part of a healthy diet. 
and they just provide different types of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients than green light foods. They require some moderation and some portion control. I want to give you a few examples of what yellow light foods are. It's important to understand that there's different ingredients that may classify a food as yellow light. We don't necessarily have like a hard and fast list. Yellow light foods include foods like protein, you know, your meat, your chicken, your dairy, your eggs, your carbohydrates, your complex carbohydrates, your potatoes, your whole grain pasta, your whole grain bread. Next, we move on to red light foods. You know, red light foods are foods we want to stop and think about. You know, these include foods like packaged or processed foods, fast foods, foods with artificial sweeteners, foods with fake fats, foods with added sugar, foods high in calories, fat, sugar, foods that are low in vitamins, minerals, and fiber. We say stop and think. We don't say bad. We don't say, we say stop and think. You know, these are occasional foods. These are um, special celebration foods. These are not everyday foods. We want to try to avoid them. So now let's talk a little bit about label reading. You know, understanding how to, how to read food packaging, which includes the nutrition facts label and the ingredients list is going to help you make healthier choices. When we read the nutrition facts label, it's important to start at the top where there are two key pieces of information included here, servings per container and serving size. You know, keep in mind, servings per container, this is the total number of servings in the entire food package or container. Serving size is the amount of food that most people tip, typically eat at one time. The serving size is a guide rather than a recommendation of how much to eat. And keep in mind, when a food manufacturer determines something is a serving size, it's not necessarily the portion that you or I would choose to eat. So we really need to be mindful of what are they calling a serving size and, pay it and, and really try to figure out, well, how much am I going to eat when I eat this product? You know, there's many things that we pick up. It's like a bag of chips, and for us, we think, oh, this is a serving size, but it's actually two servings, according to the food manufacturer. It can be a little bit deceiving. Without knowing this information, it's difficult to know how much of the nutrients listed below, you know, on that nutrient nutrition facts label that you're actually going to be consuming when you eat that item. Next, I want you to look at how much fat is in the food, how much cholesterol, how much sugar, and how much sodium and sugar are in each serving. These are the items on the label 
that you don't want to eat too much of. Fat, cholesterol, sodium, and sugar. Next, we want to go a little bit further down and look for protein and dietary fiber. These are good for your body, so you'll want to eat lots of these. We definitely want to make sure that we're getting enough protein and enough fiber in our diet. So when we're comparing two like items, if one has more protein and fiber per serving than the other one, if it has less fat, less sugar, less salt, we want to just find the very best option that we can out of the choices that we have at the store. And finally, the percent daily value can be seen along the right-hand side of the label listed next to each of the nutrients. It's important to remember that the percent daily value is just an estimate, and it's based on a 2,000 calorie per day diet, which may be much different from your daily caloric intake. In general, a nutrient with a 5% daily value or DV or less is considered low, while a nutrient with a 20% daily value or more is considered high. The very most important thing on food packaging to look at is the ingredients list. You might as well ignore every single thing on the front. Everything on the front is marketing designed to make you want to buy that product. Okay? If we truly want to know what's in that box, what we're eating, we need to flip it around and look at the ingredients list. When reading through an ingredients list, we want to look for the following things. We want a short list of ingredients, all right? You know, when we're starting out, we want to try to find 10 ingredients or less is best, okay? Five or less, even better. We want to be able to flip around on that ingredients list and read words that we know and understand as being food. For example, if ingredients list reads dates, organic bananas, walnuts, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, dry roasted cashews, sea salt, pecans, and cinnamon, I know what those food items, I know what those items are, and they all are food. There's no chemicals, there's no additives, there's no preservatives listed there. There's, which means they're not in the box. So we really want to focus on finding a short list of ingredients. 10 or less is best. We want to look for good words. For example, whole grain, organic. It's also important to know that ingredients are listed in the order, in order based on the amount of ingredient in the food. So if the very first thing on the list is bananas, there's more bananas than anything else on that ingredient list. If sugar is listed in the first two or three or four ingredients, chances are that product has a very high amount of sugar in it. So first word on the list means it's the most in the box. We want to, be, we want, we want to find words we can pronounce that we know and understand what they are. 
We want to find foods that are higher in protein, higher in fiber, and low in sugar. When we're reading an ingredients list, we want to avoid the following. A long list of ingredients, 10 or more. We want to invite, avoid products that have a long list of ingredients. We want to avoid foods that have high fructose corn syrup, anything hydrogenated, hydrogenated oil, artificial flavors, and artificial colors. So anything with a number symbol and a number. Those are all artificial colors. They're known to be neurotoxins. They're outlawed in most everywhere else in the world except here. These are red light foods. We want to avoid these foods at all costs. Anything with food additives, chemicals, we want to avoid. So please be sure to re refer to the food additive um, handout that I'm providing for you. These are hormone disruptors. Um, small children, elderly, extremely sensitive to these things. Um, women and men going through menopause or change in life, you know, when our hormones start winding down. These are things that can be very problematic for all of us, but especially at different, you know, ages and stages in our life. So just as a remember, before you head over to your pantry, let's go ahead and take a moment to review the food additives to avoid handout. Listed on this handout, there's several additives that are commonly included on ingredient lists in our grocery stores. These are common additives that are found in lots of packaged and processed foods. It's very important to familiarize ourselves with this ingredient list and know the foods, the additives, preservatives, and chemicals that we want to avoid. Now let's take a closer look at some of the items in your pantry. And before we begin, please know this is just an exercise to help you identify foods that you may be able to replace with healthier options in the future. I'm not advocating for you to throw away any of your food today. Once you identify the category each food falls into, whether it's green, yellow or red, you can then select some of the foods that you'd like to replace with a healthier option the next time you go to the store. So let's start by selecting one or more healthier items in your pantry. And then I want you to examine the ingredients list on those items. Examine the nutrition facts and assign them to a traffic light eating category. 
And you can do this with stickers or you can do this with a marker. If you're at home, you can just write green, G for green, Y for yellow, R for red. Lots of different ways we can do this. And next I want you to compare the ingredients list on one of the items you selected to the ingredients list on the food label handout. Start with the look for list and see if the ingredients list on the product meets the following criteria. Is the list of ingredients short or long? Are there good words on the list like whole grain? Are the healthy or unhealthy ingredients listed first? Can you pronounce most of the words in the ingredients list? Next, I want you to have a look at the Nutrition Facts food label. Look at the Nutrition Facts food label on your item that you've selected. Is it high in protein? Is it high in fiber? Is it low in sugar? Would you label this item green, yellow, or red? Remember, green foods are grown, not manufactured. They have very low to no fat. They're low in calories. They're high in nutrients. They're naturally colorful. They usually can be eaten raw. All fruits and vegetables fall in the green light category. Yellow light foods, necessary part of a healthy diet, provide different vitamins, minerals, nutrients than green light foods. We need to practice in moderation and portion control. These are foods like all a wide variety of proteins. All of our meat, poultry, dairy, our complex carbohydrates, our whole grain pasta, rice, bread, legumes, nuts. All healthy foods, all necessary foods, all foods we should eat every day. I want to make sure everybody understands that traffic light eating is not a bucket system, but more of a continuum. You know, sometimes food falls in between green and yellow light categories or falls in between yellow light and red light categories. Just choose the color that matches the food item best. And just go ahead and repeat this entire process with several of the things in your pantry. Get familiar with what's on the ingredient list of the foods that you've been eating. Now before we finish, I want to encourage you to go ahead and choose some replacement items. Remember, we're not throwing anything out. So when you run out of specific food that you'd like to replace, it can be very helpful to have some ideas for replacement items. 
So it might be a good idea to make a shopping list now and designate what are my green light items, what are my yellow light items, what are my red light items, what are items that I have in my pantry now that are regular go-tos that I might want to shop and, and find a replacement for, something better, a better option the next time I go to the store. Now, the next time we meet, if you get stuck, we can certainly talk about some suggestions for items that you might want to consider replacing. Now, I'm going to make sure I send you a smart shopping list. I'm going to let you begin rep writing replacement items in the appropriate section of your smart shopping list. And we're going to point out that we always have space available for each category to help you make healthier choices in the future. And if you have non-food items that you need from the grocery store, you can write those down on the back of your list as well. I'm going to encourage you to always make your own list. If, you're, if you don't have access to a smart shopping list as part of your coaching program or as part of your virtual pantry makeover, you can always make your own list on any type of piece of paper designating your green light foods, your yellow light foods, and your red light foods. And before we close out today, I want to go ahead and review some of the additives on the list on the food handout. So if you want to pull that out, one of the main ones, high fructose corn syrup, you've probably heard a lot about that in the media. It's a, it's a sweetener and it found its way into our food after the forties, after the world wars, um, when we were needing to find a cheaper way, um, to sweeten and preserve our food. So this, you know, sweetener is a man-made substitute. It's much cheaper. Um, and we've had lots of scientific data and, and many years of study to know that this is a food that is not seen or, or processed in our body as, as a whole real food and absolutely is problematic for our health. It's been associated with abnormal weight gain diabetes, and chronic inflammation. And we often find high fructose corn syrup in soft drinks and other processed foods. This is a food additive that should be avoided at all costs. Another one, hydrogenated vegetable oil. Okay, it actually, yes, it says vegetable oil, but don't be deceived. This is a highly refined seed oil that is damaged and oxidized and processed in our bodies as a trans fat. The purpose of, you know, hydrogenated vegetable oils is for fat oil, oils and shortening. And it is associated with inflammation, heart disease, and diabetes. And it's often found in processed foods, again, because trans fats don't go rancid. So they're able to give food a much longer shelf life. 
but our body doesn't break it down the way it does all of our other natural fats and things in our food source. So it absolutely is problematic and is associated with chronic inflammation, heart disease, and diabetes and should be avoided at all cost. Artificial sweeteners, aspartame, sucralose, um, saccharin. We know that these have been shown to increase our risk of cancer and may cause headaches in some people. And also, um, we've seen some um, disturbances to our the lining of our gut microbiome and our small intestine. So we know that artificial sweeteners are problematic. When in doubt, we say leave it out. These are often found in soft drinks and other processed foods. As I mentioned before, any artificial colorings, yellow number five, red number 40, etc. Any artificial colorings or dyes with a number symbol, these are synthetic food dyes. They cause hyperactivity in some children. They're known neurotoxins. They have a possible cancer risk. Uh, many children and adults alike have allergy-like reactions to them. They are in countless food products, ranging from candy to soda to breakfast to cereal to sausage to canned vegetables, you name it. MSG, monosodium glutamate, is a flavor enhancer. Um, it's known to cause headaches, nausea, weakness, a burning sensation in the back of the neck or your forearms, wheezing, changes in your heart rate, and sometimes difficulty breathing. Um, that's often found in soup, salad, dressing, chips, frozen entrees, lots of restaurant foods. BHA and BHT, which are butylated hydroxyanisolate and butylated hydroxytoluene. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's known as BHA or BHT. Their purpose is antioxidants that have been added to food. Um, they're known to show a risk of cancer. They can be found in cereals, chewing gum, potato chips, vegetable oils. Potassium bromate is added to flour to keep it from caking. It's been shown to increase our risk of cancer. Sodium nitrate and sodium nitrite is a preservative for coloring and flavor. It's known to increase the risk of cancer. And this is found in many all the processed meats, bacon, ham, hot dogs, lunch meat, smoked fish, corned beef. All processed meat was added by the World, or World Health Organization and the World Cancer Organization as um, a car carcinogens and, and foods that we should avoid. Um, that, that just happened a couple of years ago based on the enormous amount of research that's been done in epidemiological studies. So we need to avoid sodium nit nitrate and nitrite, and this is found in processed foods such as bacon, ham, hot dogs, processed lunch meats, smoked fish, and corned beef. There's a couple other ones on the list. I'll save those for you if you have any questions about any of these. The sources are also listed. Some of the sources are also listed on the end of this document for you as well.
This is Coach Jarrell, Fresco Fit City Ambassador, reminding you to get up, get out, get moving each and every day. Try to have fun with this activity. Don't overthink it. I think it's just mostly more, for me, it's, it's just like creating awareness, right, around the foods and the things that we're buying and knowing what's, what is in them, what are we putting in our bodies. It is a lot of work up front. This can be a really fun activity, and it, it does take extra time at the store. We start replacing things, and we start reading labels. But once we settle in and we find our go-tos, it will take less and less time at the store each and every time that we go because most of the time we're not buying new and different things when we go to the store. So we're not having to read all of the labels. But again, I want to encourage you, don't throw out any of the foods that you have in the pantry. Just be aware of the ones that you want to replace in the future and find better options for.